Thank you for downloading Atypical, the podcast. If you enjoy our work, all we ask is that you leave us a review in your podcast player and share it with your friends. It helps us reach more people, and it's always great to hear from you. Thank you again, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Atypical, the podcast. Welcome to Atypical, the podcast, the podcast where we look at life from a more atypical perspective. My name is Simon Hive, and I'm joined today by two of my lovely co-hosts, Marianne and Kuro. Say hello, both. Hello. Hello. Marvellous. How are we all? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. You? Hmm. Yes, and Kuro? I'm doing well. Busy, but well. Busy, but well. I mean, that's all we can really ask for at this time of year, isn't it? Yeah, quite. Uh, so um, just for our, our, our listeners, I know we've had um, about six weeks off um, after we recorded that last episode on Wakefield and uh, the MMR scandal. I think all of us just needed a little bit of a break. It was It was not an easy one to to write or to to produce and um hopefully you've listened to it and you've learned interesting things about conspiracy theorists and uh, money and fraud so um we just thought we'd we'd do a nice easy gentle christmasy type episode which reminds me i'm gonna have to try and find a way of getting some kind of jingle bells into the uh music entire background track (laughs) (laughs) just going on jingly 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 no i i wouldn't do that to you two let alone our listeners yeah, it's one of those things, though, isn't it? As we as we approach the the dreaded festive season, um, Christmas and everything around that, it's just the sheer number of times that you just hear the same songs on repeat. I, mean, I went into into Tesco um, earlier on to get some milk. Uh, other shops are available, and I was like, "Hang on!" And I took my my headphones off to ask someone something. I was like, "Hang on a minute, there's music because there's never music in the supermarkets except for at Christmas." And it's like. And in the 10 minutes I was in there, they had the same song on twice. Uh, yeah, anyway. there's music always in my local supermarket. But the other day, or actually yesterday, it was my work Christmas party. And before that, to kick it off, someone started playing Christmas music on the saxophone. When it got to the um, All I Want for Christmas is You, I promptly got up as soon as possible, panic pressed the lift button to go away as soon as possible. And it could not qu- come quick enough. It, it was pure suffering. I really don't like that song. It's so overplayed, and it's just pure suffering. Mm. Well, Yukaro, have you noticed any any terrible Christmas songs coming up yet? I mean, I I somehow managed to avoid most public song playing, and I don't listen to the radio or anything, so it, it's uh, it's mostly my own curated Spotify tracks. So I'm happily listening to my um my <laughs> my uh, elbow and my they might be giants instead. I think that sounds much better. When he said he's happily listening to his elbow, I imagined him putting his elbow towards his ear and listening for the sound. Yeah, that, uh, you've 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 struck upon what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, to each their own. Um, it, I don't know. It's, I try to avoid the Christmas music, partly because it's the, the same 10 songs on repeat, basically. Oh, God, yeah. uh, just There's something about, I, I always struggle a little bit with this time of year, not not necessarily because of, you know, the, the, the loss of light, although I know a lot of people do struggle with that. But this sort of the, the heavy handedness of socialising that's that's wanted and, and towards sort of this. I, mean, I, I don't know about, I mean, I've, I've seen your, your calendar, Kuro, it's like sort of wall to wall with things. 
person. So, uh, yeah, my, uh, my main objection coming up is the fact that our work Christmas party is entirely outside of work hours, which is, you know, I can socialize with people I like from work on my own time in a non-forced way. <laughs> but being made to spend time is, you know, I suppose the alcohol will flow freely and I'm not required to be there, even if it's encouraged. But yeah, we'll see. I'll see what I make of it. And at least it's all, you know, fairly nearby and I'm not having to travel away from like Sheffield to get there. Oh, crumbs. Yeah. Can you imagine having a destination team Christmas <laughs> do? Oh my it does God, sound a bit nightmarish. Nightmarish on my word. It's a, yes, we're, 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 we're going for a, a team. And for some reason in my head, I could see it as some kind of like lads holiday to Prague. I don't know. what It, just, oh. it hurts my brain just thinking about it. Lads on tour. Yeah. Except with like 300 people. Yes. Uh, perfect. Half, half of whom you don't <laughs> like because you know they're they're difficult people to work with or something. You know, uh, yeah. the in between us film. Oh goodness me! Yes, I mean I, I I had our we had our um department Christmas due on Tuesday, and <laughs> my boss decided that she didn't overly want to spend the evening with you know 150 of our colleagues in a. In, a, in, in the old schoolyard, actually, of all places, um, which is, you know, it's, it's an OK bar. And uh, I'm going to have Gamers Inc. people coming after me now for saying this, aren't I? Um, but Did you just hmm. say it's no cake bar? It's an OK bar. Oh, I thought that you meant that there's no cake involved, so therefore I mean, you weren't interested. I, I, I don't think there was any cake there. I had a cocktail. <laughs> but um, anyway, so, so myself and my boss... She had somehow managed to wrangle us an invite to some kind of well consultancy. Uh, Whether we went, we said so we wandered across to to the city to a building just behind St Paul's. Uh, and you get crashed. Well, we, we were technically invited, so that was fine. And then we took part in a wine tasting, uh, an an eight round wine tasting, where we had sort of three three uh, knowledgeable, I should say, wine people. All gave us slightly different descriptions of what the wine was, and we had to guess who was telling the truth, whilst also I'm quaffing down large glasses. I'm so. going to ask you this, Simon, and it's not mm. something I say to very many people uh, that I'll confess to, but did you spit or swallow? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the wine. Um, I, oh. I, I swallowed. It's rude to spit. I see. So you were pleasantly soused by the eighth round. I well, you you've you've met me. I was I was mildly sozzled by that point, but I, I then proceeded to um guzzle down quite a lot more. Fair enough. Did you come away with anything particularly inspiring? Any recommendations for Christmas presents for people who have the budget for wine? Uh, do you know what? Actually, I did. Yes, there were some very interesting ones in there. We, we every single person in the room got one of them wrong, which was something we all thought was an, a Bordeaux. Absolutely, it's a Bordeaux. It's from Bordeaux. It tastes of a Bordeaux. No, it was South African. <laughs> it was the most bizarre thing uh as it turns out actually when i looked up the vineyard it came from the, the, the guy who makes it um uses grapes he's bought from the south of france uh puts them into wine barrels he bought from the south of france he just seems to think that doing them in south africa that something about the ineffable quality the terroir, of the yeah. air or something i uh, so Fair uh, yeah indeed no I, I had a couple of ideas um uh, you at least were easy to buy Christmas presents for because you gave me a list. Most people I buy Christmas presents for, I'm like, I, I, what do I get for them? I, I know everyone struggles with this, but I mean, maybe this is just my my sort of autism coming out here. Is that I, I just want people to tell me what they want. If you tell me what you want, I will get it for you. Because yeah, exactly. I did the other solution, which is coming at it from the other direction of just doing a um a batch buy of things for friends that they would all hopefully enjoy. But, um, oh, that's a the, good idea. Yeah, but the the thing that then becomes a potential issue is that, you know, at this point, I've got a fairly large 
little black book. So the the people you begin to leave out, who you're like, oh, I should have bought them a present too. Uh, it, it becomes a larger and larger list every year. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, if, it, if it makes you feel better, you don't have to get me anything. That's fine. I um, have already got you something, Simon, don't worry. Aww, that's sweet. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess, well, partly also, I, it, for me, I suppose, it's people then ask me, you know, what do you want? And I sort of think, well, I'm an adult with, well, and, until, you know, gas prices went through the roof, uh, with disposable income. If I want something, I get it. Right, but you're not going to buy yourself socks which have, like, an otter's face on them, even though you might enjoy them. No, this is very true. I, you know, I'd never considered otter socks before, but now you've put the the, the, the idea into my head. Uh, I regret that I didn't, in fact, buy you those for Christmas. Maybe next year. Oh, I'll, I'll, okay. I, I shall not buy any otter socks for a year and hope. <laughs> what about you, Marianne? How how do you find the whole gift giving? Because obviously, you you come at it from a, a, a from a slightly more like, well, you have a slightly more religious family, don't you? Uh, no, I don't oh, have any of family. Um, my mother was born a Catholic, but she's not practiced for like 50 years or something. Um, but no, I basically tell my mother, what do you want? She's like, oh, I bought this thing. So the thing can be the present. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. And then I tell her, oh, I like this thing. I'm going to buy it. And then she gives me the money for that. And then my brother is the only person I can buy presents for because he's also autistic. So he has special interests. So oh. having a special interest makes it so easy to buy someone a present because you know if you're really into star wars or something oh just buy him a lightsaber and some <laughs> star wars flippers and um the boyfriend is I, I don't buy him anything he doesn't buy me anything because we both don't really like christmas and we both accept that we don't like christmas um so we sort of just That's go fair. visit family or his family or something instead on christmas day we visit mine but we're going on holiday after and he's got so much family which i'm gonna hate socializing with every single one of them because mm. it's really really full-on loads of people and they all want to make conversation about things and sometimes it's about things i don't really want to talk about um so it's a lot of socializing that i really don't want sometimes mm. yeah and um yeah my uncle is the only one that sort of demands a present but gets really shit oh, presents. demands a present yeah he Demands Christmas be sort of celebrated at its fullest. So last year, he bought me a male grooming and beard care book. And he, he, I... he bought you a beard care book. He, now, for, he, for, yeah. for, for, the, for the listener, Marianne does not have a beard. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I have um, no obvious facial hair, aside from maybe a tiny bit of microscopic cheek fuzz, which every human has. But yeah. No beard, no. But yeah, my uncle buys really weird presents. Yeah. Have you had any any odd presents over the years, Kuro? Well, I think uh, once I reach adulthood, it becomes the sort of standard jumper. <laughs> I've hit upon <laughs> giving my family board games in the past couple of years, which they've been enjoying, because it's nice to do board games that aren't Monopoly. Oh, goodness me, yes. Indeed. But one of the worst games. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, talking of games, you've you've recently come out with a game, haven't you? I've yeah, I've done a first edition of a card game that I was making with a friend, which took started in early this year and finished earlier this year. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's a sort of uh, trading card game where each individual card is a friend's character with traits Wait, and I, like uh, traits and effects based on their themselves. So uh, lots of uh, somewhat. You know, you 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 you, you make it nice, uh, <laughs> referencing their their personality traits as opposed to unpleasant digs if if you can at all manage it. 
so I, I've I've got a copy of it, and it is it's beautiful. I mean, the the artwork is is, is lovely. A lot of thought has gone. Well, I, oh yeah, forget. Okay. Um, and uh, but I, it, it's just it's a, they're really lovely cards. Um, and and I, I think it's one of those things which will will probably grow over time, which is great. Um, <laughs> I did I mean, have a I've, bit of a fright I've... with all the um the uh the sort of shipping etc. where it was held at the border and they were like we'll return it back to the send the, the the producer if it's not you know all these conditions aren't met which they had been met and they proceeded not to do a thing for a week just yeah, it was a bit of a stressful time but it's all here and I'm handing out the last few things tomorrow in fact so oh lovely <laughs> yes but a bit oh. of stress oh of course it's grinding my uh... teeth after that hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Generally, generally grinding your teeth out of stress is a bad thing. We we, mm. we here at the podcast are against uh, stress grinding if it can be at all avoided. Right. It's that buying presents thing, and and what do people expect, and and who is the right person to buy presents for, and and the sort of those social faux pas that you could easily fall into. Uh, just how people manage it generally, I don't know. But mm. there we go. Oh yes. Yeah, the other stuff, I mean, uh, another similar level, which is things like Christmas cards. I should probably do some this year, but like, even... Oh, I haven't even thought about Christmas cards. I know, it's awful, Uh, isn't it? I I just sort of, part of my brain kind of went, Royal Mail are on strike, I'm not sending anything to anyone. (laughs) I I should do digital things. Actually, maybe I should start doing that. I don't send Christmas cards to anybody either, to be honest. I haven't done them in like 10 years or something. No? No, I haven't written a Christmas card in a very long time. I think it's just a complete waste because people just throw them away at the end. So it's kind of pointless, I guess. I mean, aren't all things yeah. transitory in some ways? <laughs> well, there is that. Is, 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 is it part of that sort of social contract of, of sending someone a, a card? Because sometimes Something you get cards from people well. you haven't seen or spoken to all year. And it, it sort of it, it feels almost like a, a sort of a physical representation of small talk, which in my mind is always as people making noises that say, "I'm alive and so are you." Yes, I'm still alive and so are you. Yeah. Um, my, I, I'm surprised actually. I haven't received a card yet from my grandparents because they normally send one. And inside, you open it up, and there's there's a letter inside as well where they've detailed out nice. things from the year. That's great, and it's. It's it's very sweet, but it's. I also sort of think that that feels like a sort of a dying tradition because I know people used to do that a lot. I, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just like the rise of the fact that we actually can communicate now that it's, it doesn't feel that way. But hmm. that's really sweet that they do that. Do you contact them throughout the year as well? Oh yeah, I, I, well, I've now that I've managed to to teach my eighty nine year old grandfather how to use WhatsApp. Um, nice. We do actually exchange messages once or twice a week, which is which is nice. I mean, he's been going through cancer treatment anyway, so um, mm. trying to keep in touch. Uh, mm. I think it's quite really important. nice. Yeah. Well, normally, I, I, I don't. I, I, I've spent one Christmas in the last decade with my family because I, either mm. I was working um, in my previous job. I just I did seven years working Christmases, and the last last couple of years, uh, I, I was either I, I ran um, a Christmas hostel for my outdoor group, so for people who mm. didn't have anywhere else to go or couldn't get home mm. or whatever, it, it gave them you know somewhere to be with a group of, of friends. And it, was, it was sort of quite lovely. And so yeah. I did that last year. Year before, obviously, we were we were all in tier four down here in London, so I couldn't go anywhere. Um, and, and, and the year before that, I was again I was running a, a, a hostel, and before that, uh, I I think actually I went to my partner of the times parents. So um, I, yeah, so it's going to be in, I'm going to make an, an an effort this year, at least on Christmas Day. I'm going to have to drive there and drive back again. So so no no alcohol for me, but um, just to go and you know see everybody and and do that thing because it feels like. 
I probably ought to make that effort. I mean, yeah, well, and for yeah, I think so because for me, I've got like the opposite problem where all my family is like, to put it politely, dead. So I really wish that I did have someone to speak to. And sometimes, um, you know, when you hear and see all this propaganda about Christmas, where it's massive families all sitting down on a table eating a massive dinner, it it can make people like me who's got, you know, lots of dead relatives and not many that are alive. Um, it can make us feel like it's being shoved down our throats a lot, which is one of the reasons I don't do Christmas cards. I don't do Christmas presents unless it's someone that sort of buying me something as well and also someone I like, I guess. So I never just casually do Christmassy stuff ever. I don't put up Christmas decorations because I'm fed up of being reminded about everybody's family, I guess. It's like, you know, single people in Valentine's Day, they sort of start to oh, hate yes. it a bit. I get the same, but with Christmas, I mean, I like, you know, the Christmas lights are pretty, but they'd be pretty any time that it's dark, um, to be honest, and don't want to think about Christmas anymore, ever. Because it's just, yeah. And I understand that, people, yeah. It's, yeah, lots it, of people act like you're weird, but they're just not very understanding, maybe. There is something to be said around that thing where you sort of see relentless oh you know christmas is for being with family and and, and all that kind yeah, of thing and actually propaganda. i think i think we we kind of come back to something we talked about in earlier podcasts about the fact that actually you you choose your family the the, the people that you want to spend time with mm. uh, i mean I, I i'm i'm going to make an assumption here Kurai. I, I assume you're going to your your parents for christmas yes um yeah i will be going yeah. to a new city <laughs> oh, of course I'm... yes they've moved to a new city that'll be an interesting christmas for you indeed so we'll see how that all works out I think that sometimes part of the Christmas thing is like, I think people should also feel free to sort of visit their family at any time of the year, which is kind of, I don't know, like it seems some people in society only visit their Christmas, like their family, sorry, in Christmas, which which it could be. I mean, because everybody's so busy all, all the time nowadays, but I think it is just nice to have a day where lots of family just visit each other, even if it's not like a calendar official event if that makes mm. sense so i think that if people feel too pressured and they don't want the massive christmas family meal like they could always feel guilt-free and then just go and visit their family all in just different weekends you know yeah because there are some people that have really big families that get overloaded and don't like that massive situation like i've heard of that phenomenon and for those people it's like they feel on the other side of what my experience is they feel probably really guilty that they don't like their massive christmas dinners and all that see I, like, i'm just not the biggest people. fan of roast dinners i find them kind of boring yeah that's terrible uh, no, no, I don't like any English food particularly, apart from chestnut stuffing and sage and onion stuffing and bread stuffing. I like the stuffings only. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to make a joke about you liking a stuffing. Um... Yeah, I mean, no, like, Simon. I, I, I like the, I like Paxo sage and onion, and I like chestnuts. If we put it politely. Yes, yes. Don't worry. I'll, I'll I mean, I was not, out. I was not doing an innuendo or something. I just really like the taste. <laughs> no, in, entirely understandable. I'm a terrible person. I'm sorry. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I suspect that I will have. I mean, I'm, I, I'm running an event next weekend for 50 people, and I'll be cooking a Christmas dinner for that. Um, with, of course, the dreaded cauliflower cheese. Um, <laughs> none of that for Kuro. <laughs> no, I don't like cheese either. Or is he allergic to cauliflower? As cauliflower, I've never been a fan of. After oh. having a distressing incident where I thought it was macaroni and cheese, and it turned out to be a heaping bowl full of. 
cauliflower. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when, yeah, when it's something you're not expecting, I can, yeah, that's that's definitely a, that, that can put you off for life, can't it? So, I think going back to what we were talking about before, is that the socialising at this time of year gets gets quite quite tiring. So, like I said, on you know on Tuesday, I did the 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 work Christmas party, and obviously we escaped and did the the wine tasting. But that that involves a huge amount of networking as well, which you know requires masking and and pressure and so forth and then the next day there was another christmas party um yesterday whatever it was i, w- I went out for, for for dinner with a friend which was actually quite nice but still requires you know quite a lot of social energy and mm, yeah you know I, I was invited out this evening as well and i've just had to say no because i just it's like i don't have the spoons for this at the moment i yeah, I, I need a, i need an evening to myself tonight and you know there's, there's definitely things i could go to tomorrow for example and i, I i'm Whilst I'm tempted, I just go. I almost need a you know a day because uh, yes, the social demands throughout the year are, are always there, but it feels like they're greater at this time of year. Or is, am I just reading into that? No, it's it's a month where everything sort of gets comes to a to a hilt, and people mm. begin to realise that you know they have a bit more time, which means they need to to fill it. <laughs> Well, it's probably because for a lot of people, I guess work starts to slow down towards the end of the year. For me, it's just as busy. So mm. uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's. Big. I, I wonder if maybe there's the chicken and egg thing going on there. Work is slowing down, so therefore we're doing more social stuff, or we're doing more social stuff, therefore we're not doing as much work. Right. Right. There was uh, other, other things I wanted to item in the news. I wanted to to ask your thoughts on. Indeed. Where was it? Where was it? Uh, this is the problem. I, I, I've. I've done a thing which i almost never do which is i've got about 40 tabs open because normally i i, I do something and i close it because i don't like having too much stuff open at once and just because it, it hurts my brain you think that's time productively by drawing a christmas card oh so you're going to make your own christmas cards that, see oh, well just a digital one well see now that i think that is something that that would probably work quite nice especially for you using your skills as an artist and then you can just send them digitally to people and fulfill that social contract exactly it's the plan that's the plan uh, yeah, I've done that before. I did a digital one, but before the sort of digital age, so I just printed it and then mm. printed a few copies and gave them out to people. But the problem is with Christmas cards is if you give them to the people you like, the other people wonder why they're not getting them as well. At some point, um, you just have to be like, fuck it. I don't, you know, yeah. you know why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I haven't given you a Christmas card. Read into that what you will. Or I'd find out that the people I thought were my friends were sending their cards and I wasn't on their list. Oh, yes, social minefields. This is another thing I hate about Christmas is that it becomes too obvious what people think, um, I guess. Mm. I mean, maybe I've just reached that point where actually I only really hang around with people that I like and I don't put any energy into people that I don't. So therefore I don't. Maybe it, I, I, I think possibly it has it has taken me some thirty something years to reach this point, mm-hmm. but I, I sort of got to the stage where I have a few good friends and I put my energy into them, um, like yourselves, obviously, and well, be like, okay. you know, I'll, I'll, you know, say to to Kuro, do you fancy some food or something? And I will genuinely enjoy going out and spending time with you because I can good put day. energy into it, and I know I get energy back. <laughs> Well, and also because you're because you're an excellent conversationist and you're very good looking, so therefore having oh. food with you is lovely. But uh, the it, it, I I wouldn't like ask out some random I work with because that is a completely different social contract. You know, we we exchange emails and we do the work and stuff, and that's yeah. It. I I never know where I, I wouldn't stand. give them a card. 
And I wouldn't feel bad about not giving them a card. Yeah, I never know where I stand with work people because sometimes some of them want to be my friend and sometimes they don't. But the only ones that now see me outside of work are not very nice to me at work. So I feel Mm. like this weird dynamic. Mm. I don't really have that many friends, so I don't really do cards or presents for any of them, to be honest. Because well, do you know I what? Spend, it, sa- yeah. it saves you. It saves you money. Because I'll tell you what, I've I've spent far too much money this month on <laughs> on things for people. So yeah, I because although I although I've carefully curated my friends, um, mm. they're, they're all people that I then have to spend money on because that I'm not going to just for me. I guess that's also. The, the way in which I show affection for people is is by getting them nice things because I struggle with showing affection mm. to people. So uh, it's 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 my it's my way of trying to sort of subtly say I care about you and I like you, but I yeah. really struggle to say that. So here, have a you know whatever it is. I've done that before. Like I've bought colleagues a smoothie or something, um, and then they're like, "Oh my god, thanks, that's so nice." And because I don't, I I have a team. I work in a really small team, which I like. But the thing is about you know, work is that these people are so friendly and I don't actually socialize outside of work. And so it's like the people I'm with at work are the only people I speak to ever, pretty much. Um, because, and then so it makes it more awkward that, you know, everybody has their own lives and their own friends, but outside to do with That's, my difficulty. That is very tough. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Mm. So I'm, I'm a bit like the uh, Debbie Downer of the podcast. My family are dead and I have no friends. So sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, if if it if it helps to get it off your chest, then that's that's all part and parcel of what we're here for, um, as as, yeah. as, as, yeah, as, as friends having, and co-hosts and everything like that. So it's all. I think having a variety but, of perspectives could probably get more people to more variety of people to relate because there could be some people that are really happy and relate to some people, and some people that are sad and relate to other people. Maybe. Mm. And, and I think that uh, you know all feelings are valid. Uh, all, all, all opinions and views, uh, and especially sort of towards this part of the year where there is that enforced mm. jolliness. That I, I, yeah, I understand exactly. how that could that could really rub some people up the wrong way. Uh, you know, mm. I, I certainly know that I just throughout the year when people tell me you should feel like this, you should do this. Uh, may, maybe it's the, the 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 little sort of otter that lives in the back of my brain getting very upset about that and says, "Well, I'm now going to do the opposite because you've told me to do this. I'm going to do the opposite." Uh, so uh, I, I think possibly the sort of the, the enforced jollity of the, well, I say enforced jollity. Some of it is is genuine. I think people are quite happy to do things because there is that feeling. It's the end of the year. We're 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 celebrating things. We're moving on. So hmm, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one to try and encapsulate, isn't it? Yeah. Right. I think I that work mm. is once again calling me regretfully. Yes. So I, I do. Thank you both for joining me for this this short little uh, episode. For the, for the listener, we will be back in the new year with a whole bunch more stuff. Um, but in the meantime, we just wanted to say hello and and tell you that we're all here and and share some of our own uh, Christmas thoughts with you. So um, have a great rest of the year and a wonderful new year, no matter what you're doing. And we'll speak to you uh, in 2023. Indeed. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Ciao, have a ciao. good one. Take care. Have a, have, have a good time, all. Thanks. Bye. 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 Yes, yes, I knew you were going to do that, Simon. Let's, Let's not put that in the edit.